This is Out of the Box, where two TV producers and a medium discuss creativity, spirituality, and how the story we tell ourselves can stop us from reaching our full potential. As, as a medium and seeing people on a regular basis, all you can do is put before them what they're doing that's causing the issues in their life and what they can do to change that. They all get it, they all know it, but they don't all do it. And mostly it's fear because they don't think they can change it. It doesn't even matter if the movie is good or bad, but if it takes me somewhere, then I'm just immersed in this story and I love it if I'm bawling my eyes out or laughing my little noggin off. And it's just so therapeutic, so therapeutic, which isn't really surprising when you think the power of story. And story is, as we know, whether you're listening, telling or reading story, is known to increase empathy and and help you make sense of the world and your place in it. That's, That's what story does. And I was just thinking how therapeutic and healing story can be. So I thought it was interesting that that's a, it's a way of therapy or healing for me. And I just thought it would be really cool to open up that topic on healing and what that means to us all. Sure. Before we do, there are two aspects to what you just said. The first is you immerse yourself in the cinema and the story that's told. And the total experience of feeling it and watching it. But it's more than that. How many public places are you culturally allowed to express yourself? To cry or to laugh out loud? And everyone thinks that's okay. And it is okay because culture says. So therefore, for that period of time, you're less inhibited, less Um, repressed so you can show all of who you are so there's a great relaxation within you of being able to be you and to be honest about what you're feeling at that point in time that release is the healing part the rest is enjoyment yeah yeah which and you can feel it as a release Mm -hmm. like it is so much fun and whether I'm there on my own actually connecting and knowing that the person next to me is bawling their eyes out mm. as well, I, that gives me a kick. Mm. It's, um, and that's where I was thinking about therapy and healing and I was like, when I am feeling that way, often going to the cinema is a bit of a go-to mm. for me and it is also that sharing of energy and, and an experience with mm. someone, mm. which I know that that's on, just on one level, but... Um, yeah, nothing like a communal cry. Mm. <laughs> or even just suspending all the other stuff just for that 90 minutes. Absolutely. Mm. Although if it's a very good movie and it touches you, it becomes a lot more than 90 minutes, doesn't it? Mm. Because mm. we can't let it go. Mm. Well, that's when people say when a story moves you, it can literally move you to the edge of the seat. But when it kicks something in emotionally, it can actually move you into action. Yes, well, yes, <laughs> we certainly subscribe to that. Um, 
healing goes to the essence of life on earth. As a, as a medium, the, um, the anterior work, the primary work we can ever do is healing. And that's the nature of the business. And if we go back in time, um, Jesus, with all of those supernatural powers, so to speak, showed them as a healer. He didn't show them as a clairvoyant. Whilst Nostradamus is known as a clairvoyant, not a healer, um, he wasn't in the same in the same league, of course. So it's that healing that that's so critical, and they were called miracles, um, whatever that means. But they weren't, of course. It was just the use of his power. So then we come down to 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 healing. And, and sorry, and I use. Um, Jesus as a reference as, a, as an entity, not not in any religious context, because his work was as a healer. He didn't come to earth to set up work with or work against any one particular religion um, or brand or style of religion. That wasn't what he came for. But if we move on from that on, onto the theme of healing, the world is full of emotions. And by and large, Earth is a loveless place. And therefore, if it's not love, it's either apathetic or hateful. And the hate comes from the hurts that are visited upon us by others. And over a period of time, we can take that out on all or some. But it causes significant changes within us structurally, including a repression and there's nowhere to release like we can in the movies. So there's no, there's no relaxation. Our bodies become tense. That flow, that harmony within the body disappears. And what we know about earth and about peace and about everything else, if you can't have harmony and peace within yourself, you can't have it with your neighbor. So working on yourself and having yourself in balance and in harmony is critical to the future of yourself and the earth, including your health. Because healing is a word that's associated mostly with with health, it's it's slightly misunderstood because health is seen in today's society mostly as um, clinically related or drug related or or test related. And that's the end. That's not the beginning. Health is something very different and a healer heals health, but they do it in different ways. Like everything uh, in, in life, the ability to heal is related to your your evolution or your energy, how good you are at it, how good you're able to be because of the level of evolution, that is the wisdom or the love or the lives you've led and, and what you've learned in those lives. Because the number of lives alone is not a gauge if you haven't been learning. So back to the body, we have a body that's tense, we have a body that's not in balance, the organs aren't all working together. And sickness is going to come upon us. Every time we have a hurt from someone else, it sits in the body somewhere. And it doesn't sit in disparate spots. Similar hurts sit in similar spots. That affects the flow or the harmony within the body. That's the problem. It just gets worse and worse and worse and our, our harmony gets, gets more and more out or off. So something needs to be done to fix that. Drugs alone are not enough. What they'll do is, you know, if someone's got um, problems in their thoughts and they're disassociated or whatever, 
or they're depressed, they'll get a drug not to be depressed by not feeling anything, Mm. which is the antithesis of what we need. We want to feel the world can't progress unless we feel, hence the cinema. We go to the cinema to feel, not to have an absence or a void of feeling. And we, we even pay to feel. That's how rare it is that we're allowed to feel freely and express that feeling. So whilst drugs can cure, not cure, they can help some forms of sickness, they don't actually heal. Healing's a different thing to the inducing of, of, of a chemical into your body. And, and in saying that, I really need to say that there's a place for that. There are some things that that's the only solution to keep us alive. And that being so, it's obviously essential that we do that. I'm talking much before that in the cycle of things. The more we live and the more hurts we have and the more baggage we have and the more reliant we are upon others telling us we're good or bad or listening to the opinions of others rather than self-gauging, the more our body's going to be out of whack, out of out of um, um, sync. And therefore, the worse we're going to be, the less harmony. That's what needs to be fixed. Now, when we have a look at sickness or unwellness, whatever we want to call it, what we understand is that about 60% of all illness is because is due to emotions. So the, the base cause is all of these withheld emotions. About 30% is karmatic. That is to say, no matter what you do, it's going to happen anyway because it's part of what you have to endure is your time on earth. <clears throat> and about 10% just happens. Every time we get a cold or whatever, there's not any, not necessarily any great reason for that. We got a cold. We, we caught it off someone. That's just what happened. So that's that's about 10%. So therefore... By our understanding, the majority of illness can be stopped before it comes through dealing with that 60%. Now, I'll come back to that. I just want to digress for a moment. There's lots of lovely and fantastic work by scientists on improving the body and extending longevity. What we understand and what we say we know is that whilst all that's well and good, the solution to a better life, including if we wanted it, a longer life, is less hurts. Therefore, a different emotional state. Thus, we have to work on the emotions of ourself and to help others emotionally. So emotional healing is the most critical of all that we can do to help people to find that balance within. In our work, what we do is replicate what was done in ancient Egypt. There's nothing new about what we're doing. We're just bringing forward old knowledge from a time when the world was far more advanced than it is today. And we have um, brought forward the knowledge of a healing that is an emotional form of healing called Hahnemann healing, named after Samuel Christian Hahnemann, the founder of homeopathy. Because emotions are stored in certain parts of the body, there are very specific points which will go to that. They're not sitting right above the point, they're elsewhere. And they're connected energetically and certain colours work. So Hahnemann healing is a very precise form of light touch on very precise points to draw out those emotions, to draw them out of the body and release them. And that has a whole range of effects 
on the person and on the body, it doesn't deal with the problem, it just draws them out. If people have trouble dealing with it, that would need um, counselling as well to support that. Then we go on and there are other forms of healing as well. People punish themselves through their mind. We keep on doing specific actions. We keep on doing things that are deleterious to our own health, our own well-being. And we don't know why we do them. They're self-repeated actions. So there's work that we bring forward from, from ancient Egypt into the mind, which can refocus the mind. And when a situation arises, we're able to put in a new signal to give us a different reaction to that so we have a different outcome to the, to the same set of base circumstances which can help us to change our life. That brings with it a, 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 a ceasing of the compounding of the problems or the lack of harmony or balance or peace within the body. Sitting beside that, there's also um, knowledge that talks about spiritual surgery which is non-touching and that allows us to fix physical issues within the body through the use of energy. But energy not as an amorphous blob, energy that's very precise, very directed and and very specific. And that allows us to fix physical things. Is And, 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 and those things are everything but the issues that are karmatic. We, we can't. We si- simply don't have the ability to fix up anything that's karmatic because people are meant to endure it. So there are, there are methods beyond what science knows using energy um, from other places and what we call other places of existence from that greater universe out there, which allows us to have a dramatic effect upon the physicality of, of people without resorting to the interference caused by um, normal medical practices and the side effects of so many of the drugs. Of course, it doesn't fix everything. That's not possible. So what this does, it actually deals with healing, and that's the point. I want to come back to I want to come back to where we started, and that's that's a love hate world. A lot of people would rail against the term that there's so much hate in the world and say, "No, I, I love. I'm a lover." Even if we're in love with someone, and you're in a marriage or a relationship. Or you're in a honeymoon period and you're in love with someone. How many moments in a day do you actually love them? And loving them is very different to just being with them or not being with them or missing them. How many moments are you inspired to send that feeling of deep love? Where you're actually connecting and present with each other and understanding what someone's doing and sending those moments. It's measured in minutes per day. It's not measured in hours. And if anyone reflects upon that, they'll understand how little time and energy is devoted to actual love. When love's out, hate's in, or apathy's in. And apathy will allow hate to get in. So if we're in a non-loving state, we'll be much more likely to be in a negative state. That's when we're affected. So the whole future of the world, as well as every individual in it, relies upon a different form of healing. So that we can learn to treat each other better. 
And in so doing, we're going to be happier. We're going to live longer. We're going to be more as one. To do that, we have to have a lot of different values to that which the world operates under today. But there is a power to help the individuals who want to be helped, who want to change their world. Because the big world won't change from leaders. Leaders are incapable. They're they're, they're lusting for power and they've got short-termism. They've got so many issues. We haven't seen many leaders through the course of history, not real leaders. Certainly not leaders for good. Too many of the real leaders have been leaders for bad. So it has to come from the people. And if someone is able to heal in a genuine sense and bring a sense of peace and relief and balance to a body and start to fix up those emotional issues supported by all of the things that are able to support that and at times to fix up physical issues, then that's going to have a profound impact upon people. And what they're going to do is say, there is a power greater than what is known. There is a power greater than drugs. There's something, I don't know what caused this, but something's changed within me. That in turn, the aim is that that will cause them to reflect and change their life just a tad and to ponder things differently. Therefore, to treat people differently because sooner or later when people get sick of the pain that's visited upon them by others, they might just stop doing the same to others. Mm. That's where we're trying to head. And that's, I mean, there's so much to unpack from everything that you said. Um, One of the things that keeps sort of spinning around in my head is this we have this desire for outcome yes and healing being healed not healed yes and modern medicine take this pill you will be healed and what i'm hearing a little bit in there or a lot is the journey of healing is the healing Mm. and you may never get to an outcome Mm. you may be lucky enough to Mm. get to an outcome but the process of healing is the important thing. And, and so when I hear that, then I start to think about, okay, so can you experience hate? Do you have to have peace to be healed? Or can you still be healed through anger or through a different emotion or a different yeah. feeling? Does it, are they, you know, do yeah. they, are they mutually exclusive? No, uh, that's, that's a terrific observation. <clears throat> Good job, Paul. Yeah, Phew. I was I was really digging in there. <laughs> if if we're full of hate, you, you've got so much imbalance that it can't happen. You don't have to be full of love to be healed, but you have to be neutral. Hopefully, the process of being healed will bring enough relaxation into the body to bring that point of neutrality. If you're full of love, you can certainly be healed much more quickly. You can't be healed full of hate. You're going to remain in the hate. That's a choice. And a lot of people don't want to leave that state because that's all they know. It's what they've been raised to. They're people who are um, um, full of injustice. Everything's unfair. Whether it's unfair or not is another question. Usually it's not as unfair because they're, they're the architect of their own disaster. But unfairness can lead to all of this. So we, we, we get a jaundiced view and then what people do or don't do to us, we can take the wrong way, which feeds what's in us. So the short and the only answer to your question is that you can be healed through 
um, a neutral state and you can be healed through a loving state. You can't be healed through a, a, a hateful state. The best that can happen is that for a period of time, you can be given an experience of non-hate. Mm. And then you can say, that's better than hate. Mm. But as people walk out of that room, they oftentimes just want to hate. Mm. That's the sad part. Back, back to, you know, we take a pill and we're cured. That's that 10% that that works, where it's just mm. going to happen anyway. It'll cure us, cure us of a physical thing, but it won't do anything much to, to change our life. Well, it'll come back. Exactly. You know, once you've exactly. got to, you know, on the box, it says mm. every four hours. <laughs> yes. So the, the, the clue is yes. in the instructions. <laughs> yes, how clever. Um, as, as a medium and seeing people on a regular basis, all you can do is put before them what they're doing that's causing the issues in their life and what they can do to change that. They all get it. They all know it but they don't all do it. And mostly it's fear because they don't think they can change it. What you said says to me that our ability to be healed is always within us. To some extent, it's just the choices we make as to whether we go down that path or not. Correct. And and that's interesting when you come back to storytelling. Often we are moving the, you know, you can choose to resolve a character's tension or problems or you can choose to amplify them. And and so, you know, we're constantly puppeteering those characters. But as but as individuals, um, you know, I suppose what what is the what drives us to not choose the path that is going to make us better? Because what we're lusting after is more important to us in the short term, and we think that's all that is important. Therefore, we're selfish, not selfless. Mm-hmm. We we take a view that the world's about us; we're not a, about helping the world, and and we can look at so-called leaders, and let's qualify leadership even more and call them political leaders. They, um, history has shown that they have a lust for power. And they do things oftentimes along party lines and and, and disguise that as democracy. But too much of what they want and what who they are comes out and and they don't think of what's right. They just think of, I'll get re-elected by appearing strong, or what there's got there's a personal gain. That's what I'm trying to say. So they're not honouring their office by working for their constituents. They're honouring their office by working for themselves. If we if we remove that from people as political leaders and take it to all walks of life, it's the same. Mm. So there's a lack of togetherness there's a lack of i'm here with i'm in conjunction with and i need to help those around us whether that be paid or unpaid and it's not just about doing charitable works because there is there's as much ill will generated by charitable works as there is out of charitable works there's still the same bitchiness and so forth so it's a whole new way of understanding the joy the release when we're healed 
And if I can feel that and how good that is, and I feel this terrific sense of, of peace and freedom in myself, how nice to share that around. We haven't got to that point on earth. But, mm. but if we don't get there, uh, we're in trouble. I mean, when you think back to Shakespeare, <laughs> you know, often those, you know, Shakespeare plays that do talk about power and the struggle with power often start with a very small human moment. Yes. That because of whether it's Anthony and Cleopatra and Macbeth yes. or whoever it is, um, we're seeing behind the the crown yes. or the title. Yes. And we're seeing the weight of that title yes. upon those decisions. Yes. And, you know, I, we talked about just before about, you know, the the choice to be healed or the solution is within everybody. Um, and that's everybody. Mm. So whether that's Trump or Hitler mm. or mm. whoever it is. Correct. And so what are the events that lead up to them making choices that become about power mm. and that are unsustainable as opposed to healing? What, as I understand it, goes wrong is that people who hold offices of all levels don't put into their into to their decision making their own values they put into place what they ex, what they think is expected of that position whether that be trump or you know a, a junior vice president in a in a company or a, or a manager at mcdonald's exactly and common sense goes out because they're not employing values they're sticking rigidly to something that they interpret as suits them or as they're allowed to use their power. And there's been lots of abuses of power through recent times. That's the problem with decision-making. I think you called it behind the crown. So in other words, they're saying, what values would this position or this crown expect me to behave like rather than what do I behave like? That would make the change... And that would change a lot if we saw private values come into play in, in, in every position. The exception and the problem to that, and this, so help me, this sounds so political and I apologise, is Trump. Because I think we have seen Trump. That's the scary part. That's who he is, to dominate. And that's every, that's, we're seeing the real him. And it's not about the office aids him. It's almost like it's a symbiotic match, but in the negative. That's what's worrisome for, for those outside of America. For those in America, it's their choice. They'll keep him in or not. That's up to them. But it's certainly not a healing time. And, and every leader and every person has an incumbent duty to try and coexist in the best way possible with each other without trying to visit hurt, without trying to antagonise, to try and make decisions simply back to what we were taught as children, tr treat others as you would like to be treated. Uh, and if we actually embodied that more into every role and everything we did, we'd be better off. In other words, Paul, what I'm trying to say, we shouldn't have different values in any part of our life, regardless of the position we hold. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to when you... Um, think about values a lot of that does come down to consciousness as well and we talk about a lot about conscious creators and how they can create 
consciously and how that changes the direction of the storytelling um so that consciousness piece is so important it's important i imagine in healing and Mm. and you know and creating love and harmony it's critical people who engage in poor behavior and and manipulate hurt cheat lie deceive etc they know what they're doing it just works for them and it's a lazy man's option. It gives them an immediate outcome, and it's worked before. So it's, a lot of people continue poor behaviour without any care for who it's hurting because it serves them well and because they don't have to change anything. Do you think they're that conscious? Oh, yes. Yes. Manipulation is learned as by children. Everyone knows it. Every parent knows, as you would when you're – you might not know when you're being manipulated by your children, but you'll know sooner or later that you are. And they might be three years of age, so and they're consciously doing that. You get most three-year-olds, if they're in trouble, they'll suddenly tell a parent how, how much they love them and give them a kiss and a hug. That's a pure manipulation. Therefore, they've learned that, and they're conscious of that. It's what comes to mind. So they don't have to change their behavior. They just have to kiss you and give you a hug in a time of being in trouble, and you drop your anger, and they don't have to change their behavior. And then that becomes repeated through the, through the story of their life unless they're taught about ramifications and, and, the, and, and the cost of such decisions, and they must be. That's a time, for example, when, it, when a child will be told, I, I, I love you, but right now I don't want to kiss you. Right now I don't want that because I'm actually cross at you and hurt by what you did and, and I need you to stay away from me. That would cause a child to reflect and possibly change. As that goes on, if that's repeated, well, then it will cause change. But because it's not repeated and, and, and people aren't made accountable mm. for what they do. So manipulators, people who have all of these low forms of behavior, they know what they're doing all right. There's nothing wrong with telling your parents you love them. It's the most beautiful thing on earth. But what you want is to express that at a time of raw feeling. Something's happened that causes you to want to express that. That's love. Mm. That's the point I made earlier. That might happen one, two, three minutes a day. <laughs> That's mm. all. I and mean, that is crazy. When mm. you said that, three minutes a day of love. Mm. And does that mean in those, my maths is bad, so I'm not going to do however many minutes in a day there are, all of those other minutes, is that true then you're just in apathy or hate? Sure. And you're in power, you're in a whole you're in you're in a whole lot of positions, not all of which are hates. A hate only a few will be. But but it's not love. And we're here on earth to learn more about love. And that's going to be eventually able to be measured in the time we're able to be loving. And that can't be artificially done. Oh, let's sit down for five minutes a day and be loving. It doesn't work that way. It has to become an intrinsic feeling. But we have to have our poor behaviours called and make a choice to become more loving or not. Therefore, I'm saying to you that manipulators, liars, cheaters, they don't want to be more loving. They want the shortcut because it works for them that way. They don't have to change. They've seen it in someone else and they want to copy that. There'll be people who'll say the world's unfair when I'm not getting my way. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And they'll usually be very, very good and strong in their arguments to support their yeah. state. Yeah. But it's still delusional. Yeah, it's interesting when we work as coaches, you are often reflecting that back. Yes. Those words back to yes. them when they say it's not fair. 
And you're like, yeah. okay, let's listen. Yeah. You know, what could you do about that or whatever the question is? And then the same. And, and so that's quite confronting. Um, I think that's an act of love, but, you know. You bet and, it is. Yeah. You bet it is. And then in the television film yeah, love's, world. Love's not all gooey. No, that's right. No. It's not at all. Um, in the TV film world, what we're doing is trying to get the audience to see that before the character does. Yes. You know, um, so that they're ahead of it. So it, in a way they feel better about life because they can provide the solution for someone who's worse than they are at life, <laughs> which is, you know, so they're, they're a part of the healing process. And through that, you know, feeling a higher status than maybe yes. can. Is that why own. I get so frustrated watching movies? Yeah, totally. Like, why are you doing that stupid thing? Yeah. That's the, that's the point. <laughs> Got the it. Trick. Ah, see, I've been manipulated. Otherwise, no. Yeah, we would be just. Manipulation for good, yeah. not evil. That's of course. Exactly right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. If we're only doing two minutes a day, maybe, of love, I suppose. Would that still potentially have conditions on it and we're not even close to unconditional love? No, the, the world's not close to unconditional love. Earth's got a long way to go. In the scheme of the greater universe, Earth's at the lower end um, and, and it's got a long way to go. And that won't change until we start, not with thinking about unconditional love, let's be equal, hmm. let's be tolerant, let's not accept abuses against others because I've got the power to, to, to abuse. That's not okay. And that starts in families. And if we had a different way of parenting and a different way of focusing upon that and they became more accountable for the hurt emotions, and that's what matters. People need to learn about the hurts. I, you know, I keep quoting crazy horse, sticks and stones will break my bones and names will hurt me forever. And that's the truth of it. It's, it's those deep emotional hurts that we have to slow down and heal and then get to a point where there's less of them happening eventually. Therefore, the body's going to be less unwell and it mm. can then adapt to its environment much better and we can all have a, a, a better life because it's, 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 it's cyclical. We feel unwell, we treat others poorly. Mm. Pain does that, but so is in that. Is it the balance between love and not love that we're looking for? Not complete love, because otherwise, sure. would we all be just walking around some monastery dressed in robes and not no. talking to each other? No, that's as, that's as been put to you. That that's the only way to have love, or to have a state of no hate. But they'll get cross at each other because someone's got better sandals than the other one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my so, point. So yeah. if it's got to be a balance, right? exactly. Earth is so far away from ever having that that connectedness. So all we're looking for at the moment is, is, is an understanding of connectedness to each other. First of all, to the different parts of our body, to themselves, to itself. Then to our loved ones, then to our neighbours. It shouldn't start off with the earth. It should start off individually and build its way out. And once we get out, uh, we have to see then that we're connected in some way to beyond the earth the one of the key things that have come out of this conversation for me is um that the ability to heal is within all of us and the ability to make smart choices is in is within all of us um it's about the choices we make and and in the same we don't need to i'm not going to sum this up very well but handing over 
the power to others in order for us to be suppressed is no smarter decision than handing over the ability to be healed to someone wearing a white coat. Correct. Ultimately, we all have to do the work. How very true we do. And and to make the choice to want to be healed, not take a pill. But But it also says one more thing, that from a time in history when the earth was much more advanced in, in ancient Egypt, there is knowledge that shows us how to do it, that we can heal. N- not everything, but we can begin this long cycle and process of healing, which will help lead to living together differently. Mm. And I do think it's worth just adding that it is work and it is hard. So even though it is within, whether it's going to the cinema seeing a medium, a coach, a counsellor, or just sharing with a friend, we're supposed to do it together. Sure. Because I don't want people to think it's hard work. Mm. You might need a hand. And you might need someone to bring a microscope. That's right. Because you might, it might not be obvious what the solution is. (laughs) That's a fair comment. Yeah. Thank you. Out of the Box is produced by Studio 720. Imagine your world differently.